All right. Well, well, well. Thank you for listening to our podcast. This is the last one there will ever be (laughs) because we're about to ride in the street and get arrested. How the 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 issue? There's so many issues, but the fact that we we just got finished watching the Grammys, Harry's House won Album of the Year over Renaissance, and there will be a separate video of us reacting to that, which we literally had planned to be like, oh, she's going to win it. It will be such a joyous like offset of the 2016 moment. But of course, it was just more heartbreak, more anger, more rage. So if you're here for a happy podcast, which we usually bring you, this is probably not the week this is not <laughs> to that. tune in. But we have a lot of emotions we're excited to share with you. There are other things happening in the world, I guess. Yeah. And um, this is going to be the Lars von Trier of our <laughs> podcast. Just nothing but depression, it's just suffering women. This And it's like, how long must she suffer? What is she even suffering for? Who did she wrong? How much when, longer must we suffer, too? And they love to trot her out and be like, oh, she's won more Grammys than anyone today. That's the thing. But never wants to give her a, an album of the year, a record of the year, a song of the year. She's won once for single ladies, which... As I mentioned, it should have won record of the year. Should have won record of the year. Like that win doesn't even make sense. So it's like, what is the actual problem? What is the issue? I have my theories and we're going to dive into them on the fucking pod. And this is now like a murder podcast because I'm going to murder everybody. <laughs> okay. Well, I will leave the room if you decide to go on that. No, screen. he's with me. I'm with him. <laughs> This episode of Two Gay Mats is brought to you by Skillshare. We all know I love nothing more than a day job where I can close my computer right at 6 p.m. and focus on my passion projects like Two Gay Mats and Matt Palmer Music. The good part's available now. Ever since we started doing things like live streams and actually posting to TikTok, I've wanted to sharpen my skills in those areas, and Skillshare is the best place to do just that. With Skillshare, I'm excited to learn more about film and video, about Photoshop, about marketing, which I am famously terrible at. And I'm excited to learn from creators and professionals who are actually masters of it. So if you're one of the first 1,000 people to click the link in the episode description, you can sign up for Skillshare and get your first month completely free. So why wait? Click the link in the episode description and sign up for Skillshare today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And what the hell are we going to do now? <laughs> I mean, do we want, I, I would like, let's talk about lighter things for a moment before okay. we jump into the Grammys of 2023, course. which of course we'll be discussing at length. Yes. Matt Steele. Yes. How was your week before tonight? My week was really lovely before okay. tonight. I did some things. I saw some friends. I had some lunches and dinners. I went bowling. Oh, how'd that go? It, horribly. Oh, no. I'm a t- I am the worst bowler on the planet. I haven't been bowling for like eight years. Yeah. And I discovered I'm still terrible at bowling. Well, I don't know why. Like, I don't understand how people do it. Like, I, I wonder if my issue is like my wrists are too weak. Mm. But like, I just throw that ball and it just doesn't. Hit the pins. I don't know if like my fingers are too fat. They can't fit in the balls that are light enough for me. I don't but, like, think it's that. The holes that my fingers can fit into are t- <laughs> those balls are too heavy for me. It's a horrible life. It's a horrible existence. 
Um, I so I. It's just going to be a downtrodden podcast. I mean, we're all downtrodden today. <laughs> what else did I do? To, oh, what did you do this week? You have a happy story. I did. I, I went to Santa Barbara to visit uh, one of Jackson's college friends' uh, kids. Who I've become friends with as well. He's twelve year old kid. He's the one who visited and woke me up at like six a.m. And I also played Mario Kart with them and decided to beat him and not let him win because that's how you learn to be better. Yes, and exactly. So he was in his uh, elementary school production of uh, The Lion King and he played Pumbaa and then the morning of got a call from his director saying, hey, Zazu has COVID. I need you to learn the lines for Zazu and perform them at the matinee at 2 p.m. and then at the show at 6 p.m. And he did it. So Truly iconic behavior. Iconic. I want to shake this kid's hand <laughs> because that is a professional. Not everybody has that. And I love that the director knew who to call. They were like, which kid will know all the lines and the blocking for a completely different role? <laughs> this kid. And that kid is my hero. Absolutely. That kid could be the next Beyonce. Hey. Because you know who was prepared at 12? Beyonce. She's been prepared since she was born. Keep going for it, kid, because that is, that's genuinely, truly amazing. Absolutely Good it is. So, yes, we're rooting for that child. That whole family is lovely. That was a lovely weekend and also good Beyonce related news is that I uh, got am going to be a part of the pre-sale that's happening tomorrow for one of her LA dates at the SoFi Stadium Sophie's I think it's SoFi Stadium uh, and so I'm going to be um, trying to get tickets at 3pm it's going to be very much like the Hunger Games but at least I know I have a code and so it could happen for me and I'm thinking positively because we need some positive Beyonce <laughs> moments on the podcast that is mine the thing is if you are part of the pre-sale mm-hmm. I, like that doesn't necessarily mean you'll be part of the concert, but <laughs> you know what? You are right. You, you know are right. What? You need a win. I you do. Need a win. I think God knows you need a win, and God's going to give you that win. I feel like the world knows that. Like this is where I, something good has to happen for me today. Yeah. I mean, or tomorrow. I, though there are so many like beehive people who are probably suffering just as much, if not more, than you tonight. And so, like God is probably throwing them bones because they're throwing. Hey, because Janie was on the wait list too. But luckily, we're buying, trying to buy tickets together. But yes, yeah, so people are definitely on the wait list. I'm not taking my code for granted. I'm no, very excited. You are blessed. I'm very blessed and I'm counting my lucky stars. All right. I mean, <laughs> should we talk about it? Let's talk about the Grammys. Should we talk about the highlights? Let's talk about the highlights. What did you enjoy about the Grammys? I thought that hip hop presentation was fantastic. I agree. That 50 years of hip hop, there were so many people I coming know. through the woodwork and it just, it, it, it was really amazing how the Grammys seemed to navigate that and like the way that was all done without a hitch. I thought it was really fantastic. A great celebration of hip hop. Mm. I thought the uh, In Memoriam section was really beautiful. It was nice. Um, it was a little long for my personal taste, but it was moving throughout. Oh, I, I love, you know, I love an extended moment yes. when it comes to drama. Yes. So I liked the In Memoriam. I also really, really loved how record and song were back to back. Yes. Total shockers. Yes. Because like, I mean, the Bonnie Raitt song winning song of the year, like I, like there, she was, was up happen. against Taylor. She was up against Harry. She was up against Beyonce yes. like and so and we the wonderful thing about it was I was sitting right next to our friend Corey who is a giant Bonnie Raitt stand. right like she's in his top five <laughs> and so watching him react to that surprise win watching her react to that surprise win congratulations yes Lizzo winning record of the year was such a wonderful I loved surprise. her speech as well it was a Fant- great speech I have to say out of all the Grammy Awards I've ever seen the best speeches oh, wow. this year by a mile I like, love that usually the Grammy speeches are like 10 seconds long and people <laughs> get up and they're just like wow this is crazy man and then they leave and it's like well, are you even excited but I felt like there were a lot of really excited really shocked winners uh, some uh, best new artist best new artist I don't remember her uh, name Samira I forget her last name but she w- was so genuine and delightful and so sweet so it sweet was- and listening to her music she has a 
gorgeous voice. I know. Oh, like it I want like from know, another time. Yes, I want to know more about her. Yes. Congratulations to everybody involved. <laughs> I'm trying to think. There were like performance wise. Was there anybody else who really stood out? Um, it's hard when that your view is so clouded about one I, event. I'm seeing black right now. Yes, <laughs> like I'm I, seeing I have no more memories. Samara Joy was the Samara uh, Joy. Best congratulations. Name. So congratulations to her. Yeah. I think we just must discuss the elephant in the room is that Beyonce has released three albums in a row that were deserving and eligible for the album of the year award. The entire Grammy presentation this year was a dedication to like Beyonce's about to beat the record. You're witnessing history here, people. Beyonce's going to be the most awarded person at the Grammys in history. And the while that's all well and good, while it is beauty, beautiful and we love that, the this was the night that they should have corrected the fact that all of those wins, while incredible, there's only one win in a general category. It is only that song of the year win for single ladies back in 2009, which I think is still a little odd because it's not, I would think it should get record of the year, but again, whatever. This was the time where it was like, okay, give someone else song, give someone else album. The album of the year was Renaissance and it did not, there, it wasn't close. It wasn't my close. Book. It was like they're, of course, were worried about Adele because she had beaten uh, Beyonce in 2017 with a, th- a 25, and you know there was thought of Harry, but I thought I thought Harry I thought Harry was her biggest competition. Yes, honestly, but you but walked in today thinking I feel think, good. I feel good. I felt good all year because like Rena because the Grammys know what they have done the previous two times, yes. so they know that like and and also the album stands for itself. It does, regardless of whether or not like she's overdue or whatever it was the album of the year and the fact Beyonce is an artist who makes it about the album so the fact like every album she puts out she recreates herself recreates the idea of what an album (laughs) can be recreates the idea of what music can be the way she collaborates with people and 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 makes people's work like like elevates people's work and elevates other artists every single person in that room loves Beyonce so many people walked up on that stage multiple years of the Grammys and say Beyonce you are my inspiration she is the artist of this generation yes and this the like devastating thing is it's just like guys and not to say that Beyonce is gonna retire anytime soon but like the shelf life of a pop star is so short and she's pushed it already she's 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 like like, the fact that she is as relevant and as like making the greatest art she's ever made right now is literally enough to be giving her these awards God knows how many years decades into her career and it's just like she's not just making the same shit and elevating her sound it's like she has entire new perspectives these are entire new productions it's like she's a filmmaker even though they're obviously visuals for renaissance but it's like this was a dedication to the queer community and also when she said that my heart did skip a beat when Mm -hmm. she dedicated it to uncle johnny when she won the best dance electronic music album award it was really beautiful but it also was like i have had my heart broken by the grammys so many times in a row from 1996 daydream through emancipation of mimi through beyonce through uh fucking lemonade and now and it's like we have to divest from this award show because what they're doing to me feels is now starting to feel pointed. It's like they're using her for ratings. I'm serious. Like oh, using her for ratings. They are using her for ratings. They are getting her on this, like in front of this audience, getting all these people to root for her. And then this voting body, for whatever reason, they're like obviously, I believe it's racist. I believe it's sexist. The fact that a black woman has not won album of the year since Lauren Hill, a miseducation of Lauren Hill, is beyond I can't even consider it. And 
it's just the, the only thing that can change now. I don't believe the Grammys will ever change. I think they're going to continue. Look at her track lists. Look at the credits of her songs. Be like, oh, she's sampling. She couldn't come up with anything on her own. She's not a real white writer. They're missing the entire point of what Beyonce is and what she's doing and how she's pushing the art forward. And now I just got to back away. The, like, I can't give them this. The people who are like, oh, Beyonce has a million writers. It's like, yes, but do, do you realize that if she won album of the year, all those writers would also exactly. win album. You're not just awarding Beyonce. You are awarding every person who worked on that album. Right. So like, who cares if there was one writer or a million writers? It was the best album and of the year. Also, and so give all of those people what they deserve. Also, half those writers are the people that she sampled. You yes. can't sample a song and not credit every writer on that old song. It's just an inane and insane reason that people like people who are music snobs like to use against artists is like well they don't write their own music but here's it's like it's like does martin scorsese write his own film scripts no but he is the director who takes the script who takes the cinematography who takes the editing and puts it all together and that is what beyonce does and that is why every album she like has put out in god knows how many years has been so mind-blowing and and revolutionary and she she's just constantly pushing herself and reinventing herself as an artist. She she has won a Grammy in how many genre categories? Exactly. The fact that like this year she won in electric dance pop right, or whatever. whatever and it was. the lemonade was for um what was it? A, a urban contemporary right. and Beyonce was for whatever. Like like she's constantly like changing what she is doing and and making it all always work and cohesive. She I'm this I it's it's egregious. She's just the artist of our lifetime, like Lizzo said, like Adele said, like they will all keep saying. And to ignore her in this way, to snub her continuously in this way, does feel pointed to me. And I don't know what the Grammys issue is with Beyonce, but like I can't engage with it. Like it just makes me too upset. Like I get too emotional. You can feel I am emotional now. It just hurts my it's just like, what are we doing? What are we supposed to be acknowledging the best to ever do it? Because everyone walking planet Earth will tell you Beyonce is one of the best to ever do it and you keep over looking her it's so funny all my dating profiles i have on there like um give me your hot most controversial take on music movies or theater or Mm. whatever and like occasionally a guy will pop in and be like beyonce's overrated and i'm just like you're wrong you're wrong i'm so like if you think that even if the music is not specifically for you if it's not something that resonates with you personally like you cannot deny what she is doing as an artist and how she's pushing herself if you think at this point she is overrated then you're just not listening and you're probably think like the last Beyonce song you can name is probably Halo. <laughs> like you're not paying attention. You're not. Like just I just oh <laughs> I I I don't know what else is. I mean Harry Styles is, seems like a nice seems boy. like a nice young man. He's talented. He's got a bright future ahead of him. Mm-hmm. We wish him the best. Yes. Don't Listen, be mad that's the at thing him. is like don't be mad at Harry. Don't be mad, don't be mad at, Harry. at Harry's fans. It's just it's the system. The system is broken. Do you want to talk about something else? We can talk about Beyonce announcing her Renaissance World Tour dates. You guys, as I'm sure she's pissed off today, but tomorrow she's about to make a fuck ton of money. <laughs> exactly. She's going to so, be okay. okay. And I'm excited about it. It starts in Europe and then moves to North America for uh, me. There's going to Toronto, Philadelphia, Nashville, Louisville. She's going all over the country, Atlanta, Tampa. She's coming to LA for two dates, which is very exciting. I'm hoping to go to one of those two dates. And then she's wrapping things up, at least in North America, in New Orleans on September 27th, 2023. I We've been so excited. I've been so excited for this tour. And she's one of those artists 
list, which again, like most legends and icons and people that we will be li- talking about for the rest of our motherfucking lives, are every time I miss a Beyonce concert, I regret it. And every time I pay an exorbitant price to go, I'm like, this was the best night of my life. <laughs> so I can't wait to go see her. I'm going to speak into the universe. You're I'm going to it. manifest that I'm getting this ticket <laughs> that I will be going. I will be going with friends. We'll be loving it. It will be a life-changing experience. But... I um, am just thrilled. I can't wait for it. You got this, girl. You're getting that. That's what I, what I tell my coworker, Alicia, every time she's stressed out at work. I'm like, mm. you got this, girl, and she hates it. <laughs> she gets so, she's like, don't you ever fucking say that to me. Why? Because she thinks it's so condescending. Oh, that's it's like, funny. It's like, but you do got this, girl. <laughs> I'm very happy. I hope all of you get tickets. Yes, if anybody wants tickets out there, I hope you get them. Uh, did you hear that there's a rumor that Variety VIP Plus is speculating that Rihanna's new album, referred to as R9, I assume that's not the title might drop right after the super bowl guys that would be very stressful if that were to happen but you know what we need a win <laughs> the two game mats and society as a whole needs yes. a win. all yes. right so I, mean, I hope it happens it would be lovely but it's like we're of course going to film a reaction to rihanna's super bowl performance and so then if we went from straight to that to oh now we're going to react to her album that dropped and now we're going to do a podcast it does feel like a lot <laughs> You know what? Who needs sleep? You know who doesn't sleep? Beyonce and your uh, the twelve year old who played both roles in the lion. Exactly. They do not sleep, and neither do we. Maybe we need that that kind of heart, the heart of a lion. You know. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I have that, but I'm excited if that happens. That would be very exciting. Um, very weirdly, did you see? I feel like Paramount Plus is now one of the streaming services that is going to be randomly taking off. Uh, information off shows that have already been released and experienced in the world off of its platform. Paramount Plus has taken off, I think, nine shows that uh, were on the platform including one of my favorite reality shows, Real World Homecoming. Oh my, really? It was such a success. It was a huge success. It got nominated for a million fucking things and just disappeared into thin air. Something weird must have happened legally with like, I don't know, MTV or something. I I don't know. I heard a rumor that they'd already filmed another season. Holy like Hell. they had a whole other season in the can and the whole show is gone now. That's wild. Isn't it weird? Paramount Plus, if you touch Big Brother Canada before I am done going through all the seasons, I will right. smash my TV. This is what I'm saying though, is like, I felt like we were all sold this bill of goods. Like everybody, streaming's the future. You don't need DVDs. You don't need to buy things on iTunes anymore. I was anymore. never sold on that. Well, that's what they were selling us, whether you bought into it or not. And this is telling me, oh, don't do that. Anything can leave its platform because this affected me again with 12 Dates of Christmas, mm. which you know I loved on HBO Max, a very queer dating show. And then uh, and now this. And well, it's just like, you know what that means? If you love a great uh, movie and a great DVD, Devo's available now. <laughs> it does. It on. does all lead back. You never know when it'll be taken off the, the platform. I know. And we can't have that. But speaking of the platforms, Netflix is now saying that the pat- password sharing rules that went up and people were in an uproar about were uh, exposed accidentally. And um, they're now taking it back. Yeah, I, I heard that. And I'm yes. kind of just like, I feel like it's been back and forth so much in the past couple months. It's like true. what's going to happen? It's like, how about we make a decision? Um, because uh, people can't handle this. I know. It's like, I need to this know is- exactly what's happening. And if I need to buy my own Netflix or if I can still mooch off a Netflix account that I am doing, uh, the new password rules were posted by mistake and only applied to Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru, supposedly. All right. Netflix is still ending the password sharing everywhere, but details are still to be decided. All right. Well, you still got a couple good weeks, maybe, I guys. Hope so. Share I hope away. So. 
you hear that Army Hammer's back talking to the press? I did. Uh, apparently, he has said that he was sexually abused by a youth pastor and attempted suicide after the rape allegations. Um, I don't remember. I don't see the um, the outlet he spoke to, but he says he's here to own up to his mistakes. He denies any criminal wrongdoing, but acknowledges that he was emotionally abusive towards his former partners. Uh, and he's saying basically um, the abuse that he went through by a pastor at 13 uh, let set a dangerous precedent in my life and led to him to become interested in BDSM. Which, by the way, I don't think the BDSM is the thing everyone has questions about. Yeah, I don't it's recall. That, that I feel like on two consensually adults and two consensual, consensual adults is fine. It's more about the, you know. The threats and the tone and the violence and the seeming, the fact that his partners did not seem to be on board. Yes, that was, with, and the, the weird, like, he didn't he have, like, control things with them that, like, the yes. women did not appreciate? Yes. Um, you know, I, I can sympathize. It, it's horrible <laughs> that anyone would ever go through that, and obviously it's very devastating. It of should course. happen to absolutely nobody. And it is, I would hope, I imagine he is getting some sort of help for that. Um, absolutely does not take away what he has That's done, but thing. you know, I, I can, I can, I can sympathize as a person who, you know, is more into the film side of things mm-hmm. than I am. Do you foresee a army hammer resurgence at any point? I not for a long, long time. If it were to happen, I, he would have to, I would imagine he would do more of like a sort of like a PR, like I'm going to speak out. About this stuff, like I'm, I'm going to do a giant apology tour that lasts years and years. Mm. I I don't know what could possibly be done. I'm not a PR person. Not a PR maven. I'm not a PR maven, (laughs) guys. Um, I, you know, I've been stuck at 2,000 followers on Twitter for God knows how long, (laughs) and I can't get any more. I hope that there is healing in his life, and I hope that there is healing in the lives of the women who were affected by him. Right. And if honestly, if Mel Gibson gets movies made now, I feel like anything's fucking possible. That's very true. That man. Because if I had to pick between the two who should get movies I mean <laughs> honestly neither but definitely wouldn't be Mel if I if it gun to my head gun to my head it would not be Mel um okay let's see is there anything else of note that we need to talk about I mean the 2023 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees came out and this is just me doubling down on hating all establishment especially all music establishment there are great nominees like Shell Crow White Stripes Missy Elliott Cindy Lauper George Michael A Tribe Called Quest um, Soundgarden, apparently. The exclusion of Mariah Carey is beginning to feel pointed. She's more popular and debuted earlier than many of these artists. And it's like, what are we doing? What do like the head honchos in music have against you, Matt Palmer? I don't know, but I can't take it. <laughs> I feel like I am at my wit's end with it. They are bullying and you. And I've been bullied and I can't I can't <laughs> live like this. Like this is just no way to live. And I and here I am. You please that just way. work through it, work through it with your therapist. Do not go <laughs> I, do not go the route of Army Hammer and take it out on other people. I don't foresee me going the route of Army Hammer in any way, shape, or form. You never but, know. Uh yes, no. It's just it's it's just I'm just sick of people I love, of women and black women officially being actively disrespected by these institutions who want to minimize their importance and their work and um their their importance. Uh, in pop culture, like how they've pushed the world ahead. And no matter how many artists around the world cite them, Beyonce cites Mariah as one of the reasons she ever wanted to sing. But still, we cannot give Mariah Carey her things. Like, 
I can't, I like, it's not good for my blood pressure. It's not good for my heart. I have to sleep at some point. I can't be this angry for the rest of the day. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't. I, I truly don't know what else she has to do. She has topped herself time and time again, has proven herself as. She was just number one. She, yeah, she, she was, was just, just number, number one. Like she had a hit on that song. She's probably going to, Cuff It is like, Lord, no, oh, you all better stream the fuck out of Cuff It and make that song number one. Let's go. And we need the visual. I mean, we. I would like the visuals, but if you are in the Grammy voting block, you should be blocked. They should find your <laughs> VPN, and you should be blocked from ever seeing the visuals Beyonce puts together. What for about the Grammy voters who did vote for her? Didn't work hard enough. <laughs> okay, y- y'all should have had that Andrea Riseboro campaign, emailing all your damn friends, absolutely, and being like, "You're you're voting for Beyonce, right?" <sighs> Man, Matt Steele, is there any other news for idiots you want to share with the people? I don't know. Just <laughs> idiots is right. Idiots Every, is like. Right. <laughs> We are all idiots. I know. For, Everyone on this earth for except getting, for Beyonce is an idiot. And Blue Ivy, she's not an idiot. No. And Tina, we love Tina. We love Tina. Everyone and else, the, the little twins. Yeah, the little twins. Yeah. And the and uh, uh, your friend's kid who plays the two parts. <laughs> exactly. Everyone else is trash. Everyone else is trash. All right, so we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more To Get Mats, the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, oh, that was a nice little therapy session with <laughs> the people in the chat. We're yes. still angry and upset. But and we're calming down. We're getting, we're grounding ourselves. Mm. I think this time next week, we'll be back to normal. This time next month. <laughs> next month. All right, we'll go with next month. That's it. Okay, so this is Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com. First of all, um, uh, shout out to uh, our resident Jamie. Uh, yes, <laughs> uh, for uh, uh, for sending us a, a a theory that he thought that uh, Taylor Swift would uh, announce this. Is, we're talking about our friend Nick in the chat, by the way, who said that uh, he thought that uh, Taylor would announce like the next four Taylor's versions of albums, right? Um, uh, at the Grammys, if she were to win, it did not happen. So, right. but, but Nick. Keep dreaming big. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so the first question comes to us from Durga. Durga says movie critiques because we're a movie podcast now that we Apparently. hate the music industry. Um, <laughs> movie critiques. Hey, Matt, recently I've struggled to find a show I love. So I've been watching more movies and I'm trying to get better at critiquing films and identifying the specific elements that I loved or didn't love, mm. like the design, editing, direction, etc. My question for Matt Steele and Matt Palmer, too, if you like, okay. is what are some movies where you felt like some elements of the production really lifted the film and made it extraordinary or maybe caused the movie to miss the mark. P.S. I typed this email while listening to the episode where Matt Steele raved about Cyrano and how the song Wherever I Fall made him sob. So of course I immediately played the song and am now crying too. Just thought I should let you know. Love y'all. Durga. Durga, don't just listen to the song. Watch the movie Cyrano. (laughs) Cyrano is fantastic and I cried just thinking about that movie. (laughs) It's the movie that made me a national stand, baby. 
Ew, All right. Come on now. <laughs> not um, tonight. <laughs> so, I mean, like the thing with cinema, I guess, is, is it's not just like one thing that like makes a movie good or bad. Mm-hmm. I would say it's like all of the elements coming together. Like you could have a very, very, very simple, basic story. But if it's told in such a beautiful, like creative, interesting way, just like either visually or like even like things with like sound, you can do so much. It can elevate the movie so much and really make it a cinematic experience. I mean, something that comes to mind to me is is Alfonso Cuarón's movie Gravity mm. like this not that the, the script is at all bad in Gravity but like it's such a simple story mm. George Clooney Sandra Bullock <laughs> are in space something happens to the spaceship yeah they're floating around in space and they need to get the <laughs> fuck down to earth <laughs> the most simple basic like high stakes environment you could possibly be in but the way it is told visually and with the music is so mind-blowing that's honestly like the first thing i think of and Mm. this is going to be a controversial thought but like y'all y'all can talk about how heavy-handed the script for the movie crash is it is so effectively edited and directed Mm. and filmed and the score is so effective like it is so effectively put together it works. So it it just works. And like I will never forget being um a uh, a kid watching it in my basement and getting to that car crash scene and the way that scene is put together with all the different elements of film is just so good. And I just remember screaming in my basement and wow. then showing my brother the movie. And my brother does not give a fuck about <laughs> movies except for Devo's. And he watched it, was like pissed off because he had to watch a movie with me. And after that scene, he just went, wow. <laughs> like so, so it's like things like that that can really elevate s- stuff. What about right. you? Is there something you were, you were very taken by like something visual or technical I, with I the movie? I did, but I, it's actually a part of my giving you moments, oh. so I can't really get into it. But you know what? I'm becoming a cinephile before your eyes, darling, because I have feelings that tie back into this so specifically because there are ways that shots and scenes and ending sequences of films that come together in a way that are so mind-blowing. So stay tuned, because right. later on the podcast, we'll be getting into well, it. Well, if you want to call yourself a cinephile, then you need to, um, A, watch Tar again. <laughs> no, Tar and, sucks. And B, see Babylon. Thank you. Pass. Also pass. All right. So the next uh, comes to us from Nina. Nina says, unexpected flops and icons. <laughs> Hi, Matt. I hope you had a great week. I've been meaning to ask this for weeks, and I'm trying to squeeze this in before the live stream. You did it. Who are some musicians who had a completely different outcome than what you first predicted for them? Like artists who you thought would take off into stardom but disappeared after a short run and artists who you thought would be one-hit wonders but went on to have long careers. I think Lil Nas X is the best example of this Mm. for me. His presence in the mainstream surpassed my expectations and I'm really excited to watch his evolution, wishing you love, good health, and Renaissance tickets. Love, Nina. Oh, that's so kind. I think for me, the biggest person I got wrong was Rihanna. <laughs> because when Rihanna came out with Pondy Replay, I was like, the video, she's just standing there on that camera, swooping by her. She's a pretty enough girl. The song is good. It became a hit. But it was very like, this girl is Nina Sky. This girl is faceless. Like the, Even in the second album era, we, even with SOS and Unfaithful, I was like, I'm not understanding who she is as an artist, who she is as a person. She just seemed so middle of the road, but like I vaguely Barbadian, you know, vaguely from Barbados. <laughs> vaguely Barbadian. Yes, and like vaguely like, you know, just, but I didn't get a specific understanding of who she is, who she was, but then 
when Umbrella came out. That was when mm. I feel like I and the rest of the world realized, oh, she's an absolute superstar and is never going to leave our eyes. And that is exactly what happened because she she blew up, she became everything, and it just was the quickest turnaround I'd ever had about an artist was like immediately I was like she is going to like I don't think I'm ever going to hear from this person again to like oh no she's a megastar and mm. I see the vision right now uh, someone that I think I was wrong about and I would also say the world was wrong about and maybe this the person could come back this is not shade we love everyone I I thought after Havana Camila Cabea would have a bigger career okay okay all right <laughs> I think I you know and I don't mean to be rude she has said the n-word and things so I don't feel too bad saying that but I just that thought, is, she's been given a lot of chances yeah, like after given, that whole thing happened because exactly. that's a that's a pretty big a thing big to thing. happen it's a big thing yeah and so yes so I I thought she'd have a big career speaking of being given a lot of chances Kathy McPhee I always say this has been given more chances to be famous than anyone and it's not gonna happen and now she's doubling down with her like Trump supporter husband David Foster and it's like bitch Bye. Like you were never great on uh, American Idol. Sure, you sat on your knees and sang White Horse from a Cherry Tree or whatever the fuck. But like you were pretty enough. You were good enough. You were never excellent in anything. And now you're a Trump supporter and like think that the woke mob is killing us. And it's like, bitch, go away. Like I just can't. Be- I never want to see your name again. Period. Well, justice for Elliot Yamin. That's justice all I have for. to say about that because <laughs> yes. that is a vocalist. Mm-hmm. Um, I the Rihanna thing. I remember sitting in my car and I was driving a, a girl home who I was doing a community theater show with, and I was like driving her home, and she said something about Rihanna, and I was just like, "Oh, who's that?" And she's like, "You don't know Rihanna? Like pawn to replay? You, everyone knows Rihanna." And I was just like, "No, I don't." And so she sang a little bit to me, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I hear that song at the school dances, mm. um, and everything." And she's like. Everyone knows who Rihanna is. And I was like, I will never learn who this girl Hello. is. Well, then Umbrella came out. And even my, at the time, did not care about pop music. Even I was just like, okay, this is fantastic. <laughs> I now know and will always know who Rihanna is. Because that song is a classic. Um, I can't say I've had like feelings as strong as you in terms of that. Yeah. But I would say, like, I mean, ha- had you asked me a month ago... Like if I thought Miley Cyrus would have a as huge of a comeback as she is having right now, I would have been like, I don't I don't see how like like. And the thing is, like, I've always loved Miley Cyrus. I think she's really fantastic. But like justice for plastic cards. Oh, my. Oh, my God. That's the thing. Like as good as that album was, I was like, if this album isn't a giant hit, then like I feel like she will always be successful. But like we'll never be as big as she was in the bangers era. Because when I think of 2013, I think of Miley Cyrus. It's the only way to think about 2013. And so then like plastic hearts obviously happened. and It was an excellent album. And I was just like, okay, she's going to still put out quality like great work um but isn't going to be the the big thing anymore and that is that is okay yes but this flower song like my god it's shocking y'all cannot get enough of it and we you know luckily did a little reaction video to it put it on tiktok and like when we were doing it we weren't thinking this was going to be one of our most watched things ever we're like oh yeah we're just like miley's coming out with a new thing i like plastic cards we'll see how it does like and we ended up really liking it we were like yeah this is great good for her like we'll keep listening to her we're excited for the album and everything but like we did not know it would end up being like probably it's i unless unless rihanna's song comes out (laughs) soon like might be like one of the top three biggest songs of the year absolutely didn't see that coming but i'm happy for her oh i'm thrilled for her song is good so great she's great and i want all good things for her Absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Yeah. Matt Steele. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah. What 
has been giving you moments. Well, I did have a good moment this week. Oh, yes. I love that. Besides, you know, scoring 40 points in bowling. Um, <laughs> 40? My God. <laughs> oh, oh, I was lucky it was 40. Wow. No, I, I cannot get above like 40 to save me. Interesting. Life. I will say, if you ever wanted, well, I don't know that Wii's are as available, but like playing Nintendo Wii bowling. I'm not going to do that. Made me such a better bowler. I'm not going to do that. I swear, I never broke 100 until I started being good at Wii bowling. And now I can like break 100 every How do you do it? Show me your secrets. I'll show you, but it only can show you on the Wii. I'm not <laughs> I'm not Do touching. A, a, I'm not touching a, a fake bowling ball. Like, <laughs> you don't I'm have to sorry. touch the ball. You hold the remote. Listen, I'm an actor. I'm great at imagining. I can't imagine all that. <laughs> <laughs> We'll work on it. We'll work on it. Uh, So I saw a wonderful movie this week. It is actually a movie from Belgium. It is called Mm. Close and it is directed by Lucas Daunt. Daunt? Daunt. D-H-O-N-T. Love that. Hey, Lucas. Hey, Lucas. (laughs) Um, And it it is a beautiful movie, but it is a devastating movie. It is about two young boys. They're, I think, I think in the movie they said they were 12. So like Mm. middle school age and everything. And they're going to a new school. For years, they have been best friends. Very, very close friends and very affectionate friends. Like seeing, you know, like boys be affectionate is so wonderful to see. Like they hug, they like sleep in the same bed and like, like tell each other their secrets and like encourage each other. And like, you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful friendship. And, but then they get to, you know, middle school Mm. and the kids start asking them, like, are you two together? Like, are you two like a couple and everything? And the kids, there's a, like a little bit of like judgmental stuff and everything. But for the most part, the kids are kind of just like, oh, like, I mean, yeah, whatever. They're like probably together. Like, Mm. but they're like talking about them. So one of the boys, um, starts getting very insecure about that and his insecurities play out in a certain way Mm. and things happen and, um, and so I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's it's a very lovely, simple film that really tugs at your heart. The performances are really beautiful, especially by all those kids. Really, really fantastic. So I encourage you all to see it. It was nominated for Best Foreign Language Film. Hmm. Next week, I'm hopefully going to have a lot of <laughs> movies that are going to be giving me my moments because I plan on like finishing the binge watch of all the Oscar movies I have left to all see. All right, now's the time. Because I, I, I have a weird thing where like I can't go into 2023's movies before I finish 2022's <laughs> movies. So like I'm like, girl, I want to see Megan. Yeah, I want to oh, see Megan's so good. I want to see Knock at the Cabin Door or whatever. Like, oh, I'm I, nervous about that. Oh, it'll Tell be me fun. if it's scary. All right. I don't I don't want to get too I'm scared. Sure it'll be fine. All right. Um I want to see that, but like I, I need to see the rest. I only have like five more movies left to see. Okay. So I'm making my way through, so I'm excited. I'm gonna be busy this next week hopefully nothing happens that derails me from my plan right i have a plan like beyonce i have a plan i was gonna say you don't think tonight derailed you (sighs) because it derailed me i'm just gonna stay in bed all night long (laughs) matt palmer what was giving you your moments i must say i feel like i come on here and talk shit about oscar movies a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) because tar sucked (laughs) it did not the whale sucked it did not. but i must tell you I, uh, last Friday, we were at home, uh, and Jackson and I were like, okay, we want to watch, well, he, more than me, wants to watch more Oscar movies before the Oscars roll around in about a month, a little bit over a month. Uh, and so we were like, what's available to stream? What can we do at home? And we looked, and we saw that a movie called After Sun was available on Amazon Prime. And I was excited to see the movie, because I'm like, okay, Paul Mescal, hot. <laughs> and I heard, I'd heard good things. I think the director went to NYU, you know, our alma mater. Oh, I didn't know that? I believe that's true. And and I just seemed like, okay, a personal story with uh, the parent and this young girl. And we were all, I, I got a little concerned before we watched it because I was like, you and I believe Jordan in the chat were talking about Palmer's not going to like this. It's so slow. He's going to be like, what's happening in the I know. Movie? I'm shocked that, yeah. And I will say the first like hour, it was like, okay, this could be a screensaver. <laughs> 
But it's a lovely one. It is a lovely one. Mm-hmm. And so I think after the trauma of Tar, it was nice, even if it was a screensaver, that it was a pleasant one. <laughs> These two people seem to be enjoying each other. There are some chinks in the armor that were coming through as the movie went on, especially with Paul Mescal's character. But they were just, they had such a positive and good, beautiful relationship that it was nice being a fly on the wall in like the 90s, this kind yeah. of time we grew up in. It's, it's very slice of life, yes, this movie, yeah. Absolutely it is. And um, I don't want to spoil too much, but I will say as the movie moves forward, it's obviously a slice of life throughout, but like you can begin to see a little bit more complexities in the characters, especially in uh, the parent character who's played by Paul Mescal. And um, I think the ending sequence um, from the dance where they begin to dance to Under Pressure uh, to the end of the film is some of the most beautiful filmmaking I have ever seen in Mm. my entire life. The cuts that happen where you see the other scene um, and how they were relating to each other in that other scene and the reveal of the young girl in current day. It just is like, I don't want to spoil anything. I just am telling you, you must watch this entire movie. After Sun is great. But when I tell you, when Under Pressure stops playing, if you're at home and you're looking and scrolling on your phone halfway, which you can kind of do, because again, it's mostly pretty, <laughs> you must put your phone down and pay a fucking attention. Yeah. Because this, the musically, mm-hmm. every direction, like every choice the director made, every editing choice that mm-hmm. is made is heartbreaking, heart wrenching. I have never felt so much during a wordless sequence of film uh. in my entire life. I guess it wasn't wordless. At some point, there was some like VHS footage of Sophie speaking and like mm-hmm. saying goodbye or whatever because she was leaving the trip. Uh, but it just is. It's a masterful sequence. That finale is is something. I had like, to, it's really fantastic. I yeah. had to watch it again. And the feelings, like, it was, like, welling up inside of me as it went on. And I was just like, wait, how did I see everything even though that I was shown nothing? And I'm sorry I'm being so vague. <laughs> but, like, the feeling you get is, like, you're like, is what I'm thinking right? Mm-hmm. Like, is what I'm getting from what's being shown to me is how I'm interpreting this correct. And you, you know what I did just to double check. Cause I went and looked online. I was like, Oh fuck it is. Yeah. And I just, it's just a really masterful, the way it's shot, the choices that are made, what happens with Paul Mescal's character. It's just, everything comes together in that moment where like, you're like, when you saw Tara, you're like, I felt like I didn't understand why I was seeing so many people having dinners, but then it all began to make sense. Yeah. That never made sense to me, but this, Every single thing that happened up until that point, Mm -hmm. which may have seemed like background made all the sense in the world. Oh yeah. Because, because you know, the, for the first, and it's not a long movie, it's like an hour and a half, but like, you know, for the first, I would say like hour and like 15 minutes, like it's very slice of life. It's very like, you're just seeing these people go throughout this, like father and daughter go throughout their vacation in uh, Turkey, Turkey, Turkey. And, um, and, and then like at the end you realize why, that vacation was so meaningful and so important. Yes. And and so the yeah, that that ending really is something. And Paul Mescal is so good. He is brilliant yeah. in it. And I must also say, and I feel like I have a, a you know, a uh people think of me as someone who doesn't like child performers just because I think they need to be good if we're going to be praising them. <laughs> that little girl's fantastic. She's great. Yeah. She's an actor and like you could tell the way she like was interacting in the world. It was like this young girl kind of 
is treated like an adult uh-huh. and behaves like an adult. Her parents are so young. They are mm-hmm. separated and maybe that has something to do with it. And she just, through every situation, the only time she really felt like a little kid was when she was filming herself. Mm-hmm. And it just was like, she 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 was a brilliant, a brilliant performance I as mean, well. I mean, it was just a very good character. Like yes. she felt like such a real specific, yes. gr- like preteen girl. Mm-hmm. Like where she, she just felt so real and like, you like you you kind of wanted to be her friend like she yeah. was really cool but like still such a kid like she right. wasn't like a kid who like was well beyond her years right like kind of annoying to see in films but i like, got worried for her at some points because she was hanging out with those kids that were a little bit older of course yes but she but she was fine she was fine i mean not spoiler not to spoil <laughs> <laughs> i just but like i felt for her and i was with her and she was mm-hmm. a the character was so great and i thought her performance was great can't recommend after sun enough it's again not terribly plot driven but like pay attention so that when the ending hits you like a ton of bricks you'll be able to put the pieces together. I'm amazed that like th- that like that was the next movie you decided to see was Anderson. I mean it was available i mean we're going to sure. see the fablemans too but you have to pay 20 bucks on amazon for that you want my screener Oh, I'm, yeah. not, I'm, not, I'm not supposed to give out my screener. Sag, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm just joking. I was okay. acting. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I was very happy to see it. I can't recommend it enough. I, you know what? Maybe I'll see a couple more Oscar movies before the Oscars roll around. A whole couple more? Maybe because I'm interested in women talking. I'm interested in the Fablemans. I don't know if there's anything else I'm interested in. Women talking and the Fablemans yeah. are both excellent. Okay, I loved great. them. Maybe those. There's two so are. many more excellent ones that you you should check out. Oh, someone said that Jeff just said Fablemans is good if you need an app. Shut so. up, Jeff. <laughs> Who knows if I'm gonna like it? We will see. Uh, Matt Steele, is there anything you want to tell the people before we wrap up the pod? Guys, it's been a rough night. It's been a rough life. But I do feel even a little better having spent it with all of you. Hopefully this podcast, if you're listening to it, has made you feel a little bit better about what happened tonight and what, because we just, we have to move beyond. We have to move beyond. We have to. I'm going to, tomorrow I'm going to go to work and quit my job. Beyonce, Beyonce told, told me, me to too. do it, and I and I never took her up on that, and hey. then that's why she lost. Maybe. It's my fault. It's, it is really it's my fault. when you think about it. Fuck, it's my fault. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and watching. We'll be back soon with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.